Welcome everyone to Movies with Heart. I'm your host, Paul Fullhart, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Sam Fullhart. No relation. And this week, we're, we're jumping out of the Christmas season and getting back on track with our uh, dark and edgy series of all the Batman movies. Uh, so where we left off was um, the one Batman movie, Batman <laughs> with Penguin. Returns. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Just what I said. And uh, yep. now, now we're going to be moving on towards Batman Forever. Uh, so Sam, what, what, are, what do you remember about this movie? Yeah, um, I watched this movie a lot as a kid. Um, it was definitely, I definitely, I think I saw, saw it more than any other, uh, you know, like 90s Batman movie. Um, but it's been so long. I don't remember a ton about it, to be honest. Um, I, it, it is a movie that I, I remember that there's a scene where um, he hasn't quite become the Riddler, but Edward Nigma. He's like a disgruntled employee and he kills his boss. And I remember thinking that the the way that he killed his boss was really uh, disturbing. It, like he he does these things to warp his mind. And th- and then like after he's just kind of completely fried him, he like he's in a chair and he like launches him a- out a window and he falls to his death. Um, so that's the thing that I most remember from this movie, just being kind of uh traumatized by that <laughs> death um but uh what about you yeah well i can't say that i remember that death being super traumatizing <laughs> or anything um i think the big things that i mean yeah and this one too compared to the other batman movies of the 90s is the one um that i've seen the most as well i mean not many times maybe twice tops um but it's better than half a movie um it's again it's it's been a while for me as well um yeah i think the big things i remember enjoying this movie you know since then i've definitely seen more details on this and it might be pretty campy so i'll be curious to see kind of how how it comes out i think the, the big things i remember was like sitting down with my brothers just like watching it at home and just yeah it was just like a fun fun time with the family um, so I've, I've good, you know, some positive memories as a kid. I remember the very ending scene when you have like the Riddler and Two-Face both kind of just going super wacky in their villain lair <laughs> as Batman approaches. I remember that being like su- super over the top. Um, I, I enjoyed it as a kid. Um, the other thing I remember is I always liked two or I liked Riddler way more than Two-Face. I thought that I think that Jim Carrey was able to, they both went super wacky and Jim Carrey's better at wacky than you know, wouldn't usually assume, think of Tommy Lee Jones yeah, as, as a super like, you know, campy type actor. And so I, I don't, I remember even as a kid thinking that the two face character wasn't really my thing. Um, yeah. I'm going to be really curious. Uh, I just looking at the cast right now and, I'm very curious to see how the performances land. Um, I mean, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones, especially, but uh, I, I mean, Val Kilmer as Batman. I, I don't really see it. I ha- have to confess. Um, I, I can see it, young Val Kilmer. I, I mean, he has believe. the he has the look. I, I guess, but uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be fun to see overall. Just the big the changes as it transitions from. Um, Tim Burton to Joel Schumacher 
like you know yeah. the differences i'm curious if we're gonna get more batman in this movie if that's gonna yeah finally happen if you know the the visual differences uh It'll be interesting to see the, the the different approach and be able to compare it. I also, yeah, I remember some of like the I remember Two Face get his origin in this movie being pretty silly, where you know just like some chemicals fall in his face or something. Um, so yeah. I'll be curious to see see how well, I, how those type of things are. I thought that he just started out as Two Face, so obviously that origin did not leave a strong impression on me. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I. I, I I'm looking at the cast. It's interesting. Like Drew Barrymore is in this. Uh, yeah. Apparently she plays Sugar. Uh, I'm guessing. Yep. She's oh, my a favorite character, Sugar. Yeah. yeah she's. <laughs> yeah. There's the two hen- There's two henchmen that are like yeah. with um the Riddler and Two Face at the end. Yeah. Sugar and Spice. Yeah. Oh, and Spice <laughs> is played by Debbie Mazar, who yeah. is in Goodfellas. She's one of the girlfriends of the main guy. Um, so yeah, it yeah. Be interesting. We also got John Favreau. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently um, in this movie. And then Chris O'Donnell is Robin. I honestly really don't remember Robin being in this movie. So I'll be curious <laughs> to see about that as well. It's interesting that they decided to call this one Batman forever. And the next one, Batman and Robin. Yeah. It almost, it makes me wonder if I like think of, if I'm remembering scenes with Robin from this movie, but attributing them to the other movie just based on yeah. the name. So it'll be, I'll be curious to see, cause I really don't remember his involvement in this movie at all. So it'll be fun, <laughs> fun to check up on. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything yeah. else? Well, the, the one last thing that I'm very, very curious to see how it's incorporated into the movie. I know that um, the song kiss from a rose by seal uh, is, is features in this movie. And that just seems about as far from Batman as you can get. I like the song, don't get me wrong, but um, so I'm very curious to see where they choose to put that in the movie and, and how it fits. Uh, what about yeah. you? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, fair enough. We'll be on Seal Watch. Um, <laughs> I think that's pretty much everything I had. Um, do you want to get watching? Let's get to it. Welcome back uh, as we continue our bat stack, batacular, bat bat <laughs> series. We just watched Batman Forever. <laughs> I attempted to say the name of this. Uh, Sam, uh, what, what did you think about the movie? Paul, I, I really thought it was awful. Um, <laughs> definitely one of the worst movies we've covered so far. And it's weird because this is, this is definitely the Batman movie that I watched the most growing up. And so I and, and, you know, when I was watching it, I did get there was there was so much familiarity to it. Uh, you know, it was it was the, just the kind of thing where, like, I don't know what's going to come next. But as it happens, like, oh, yeah, I remember this. But it was like, why? Why did I? Why did I like this movie? Um, so, yeah, I, I I think it's I mean, it's really campy, but not in a fun way like Batman 66. Sometimes they try to go for some darker stuff and, and tr- trying to get into the, you know, who Batman is and the central conflict of his life. And it's just it's all just jumbled together. Nothing really nothing really succeeds. Um, what about you? What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, I think you just hit on the big thing is that it's really jumbled. And I think there's so many mixed tones 
and different things going on that none of it works together. It's it's like it in some scenes it's trying to be exceedingly serious um and kind of Nolan-esque and in some scenes it's trying to be Batman 1964 and unfortunately it's not doing either of those things as well as the things that I'm referencing them to and they're both happening in the same movie making that even worse uh so it it really fell fell flat unfortunately which yeah again as you said this is definitely I think this is the only one of these like older four of the Schumacher and Burton films that I've even fully seen. Um, as people have probably heard now, I have definitive evidence that I was actually attributing aspects <laughs> of this movie to um, that were actually in other films, um, such as Two Faces Origins that didn't happen. Yeah, in this I was movie. about to ask you what you thought <laughs> of Two Faces' yeah. great origin here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you hate to see it, um, but yeah, th- this movie unfortunately was. It, it sentimentality wasn't enough it was just bad uh it did not in the words of our series this movie did not hold up um, no but maybe to, to kind of get into that sam do you want to give us a quick rundown of the plot for our viewers who maybe haven't seen this in a while or at least attempt yeah sure i'll, I'll try my best so we have two-faced played by tommy lee jones he's wreaking havoc on gotham uh, I guess he's mad at Batman, um, who tried to save him. Uh, Two-Face was a, a, a lawyer, and uh, somebody threw acid at him in a court case. And it looked like you, you see a bit of video from this incident, and it looked like Batman was trying to save him. But as you know, so often happens, Batman takes the blame. Um, so, yeah, so he's there. Um and then we have this uh, employee at Wayne Enterprises, Edward Edward uh, Nigma, um, E Nigma. Um, uh, nice. as, so he's a he's an employee at uh, Wayne Enterprises. He has these uh, really grand ideas for television television that goes straight into your brain. <laughs> we can talk <laughs> more about how that works later. Um, and nobody appreciates him. Uh, and, you know, he, he idolizes Bruce Wayne, but even Bruce can't see the genius of this idea. So he decides to take matters into his own hands. He kills his boss. He starts up his own company. Um, and um, then and he also turns into the Riddler. Um, and then he decides that he's going to join up with Two-Face, because um, Two-Face is the other big villain at this time in Gotham's history. Uh, and um, yeah, they uh, uh, Nigma's uh, idea is a huge success. He gets this set in basically everyone's television in Gotham. And he is um, basically, it's like sapping information out of their brains and into his brain, turning in, him into the most uh, intelligent human uh, ever to exist, I guess. Big gear um, quotes around that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, at the same time, um, we have uh, Dick Grayson. His family is killed by Two-Face. Uh, and then, um, you know, obviously, um, Bruce Wayne is is the, the guy who's going to take... Uh, Dick in, you know, after his parents are dead. Like, who else? <laughs> Wait, can you say that again? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that was a poor... Uh, 
<laughs> oh man. Maybe you just try that one again. Okay, oh yeah. Well we, yeah. He, he adopts Grayson. <laughs> yeah, he adopts Mr. Grayson. Grayson. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Richard Grayson. Richard Grayson. <laughs> um and then they realize they have a lot in common, seeing as both of their you know parents were killed by villains. And they eventually team up and they take down uh Two Face and uh and the Riddler and um Mr. Grayson, aka Robin, he learns that it's you know sometimes you shouldn't take revenge on people. It'll just make matters worse. Uh, and then, oh, and and um, Bruce has a love interest um, who is really into him, really wants to have sex with him very badly. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah she does. so that's uh, I think it's yeah. crystal clear uh, what happens. Yeah, now. I think yeah. The other just main thing I would add is that the whole thing is that the Riddler can use his device to figure out who, what the identity of Bruce Wayne is. And that's what Two-Face right. wants. So that's why right. they're working together and they figure yeah. out his identity and that's where conflict happens. Yeah, right, cool, I was cool. struggling to remember why it made sense for them to team up, but you, <laughs> yeah. you nailed it. But yeah, doesn't it seem like they're they're the only two villains who are at large? Like, and it's... Yeah, everyone feels, else is chilling in Arkham, you know? We're right, all good. right. We're all yeah. good. We got the rest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, well, we got that out of the way. Um, let's maybe talk about, you know, this is this is Joel Schumacher's first uh, stab at a Batman picture. Um, what did you think of him as a director? Uh, the cinematography, the visual style. Um, you're 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 a very yeah. very visual guy. I feel like you must have some thoughts on this, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say first off, overall, I think. In terms of the visual style in a lot of it, I think is honestly a bit of a breath of fresh air coming off of Batman Returns, which I thought was really rough visually. And in establishing a setting, it felt like two um, whatever sound stages um, where they had <laughs> a thing and no one actually lived there. This one, it felt like a real city that people lived in. And there was more than 12 people that lived in the city <laughs> that real people lived in. Um so I appreciated that, you know, you get the big buildings, a bunch of different locations for each of the different scenes. You have a yeah, they filmed f- like all around New York. And yeah, LA. I was just reading about that. Yeah. Yeah. And you really have a clear feeling of like we're going to different places in a city and you get a good feel for the layout of like, here's Wayne Manor. Here's this Gotham City and here's some of these different places. Um, so I really, really appreciated that. Uh, it took. You know, it took some swings, which I'm I'm okay with. We went for like this neon punk. Yeah, I was gonna ask what you thought about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was down. You know, it's kind of random and weird, but I'll take some this this weird rave, um, street <laughs> thugs, <laughs> and they're yeah. full of neon and whatever they're doing yeah. um, out there in the streets. Um, that was something where the nostalgia not? worked for me. I, I yeah. just like I think of this as. When I think of what Gotham City looks like, this is one of the first things that comes to mind because of yeah. the age I was. My, and so, yeah, I, I actually really like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. I thought that was all all really well done. Um, there's one particular thing that they did with the camera a lot in this movie, Sam. Can, would you mind? Did, <laughs> did you pick up on it? <laughs> if you had to say, if you had to just think came to the top of your mind. Honestly... I'm struggling to remember much of anything. I remember the right. fight scenes being really confusing and like a lot of quick cuts, but I'm guessing that's not what you're talking about. No, 
Um, okay. All right. So yeah, we'll, we'll maybe we'll, we'll talk about the fight scenes in a second. But all right, the thing I was wanting to talk about is the thing called Dutch angles, and that just means oh. that the camera is tilted a little bit. It yeah. seems seems as if they had a broken camera stand, <laughs> and the camera was stuck at a tilt. And they were like, "Let's just roll with it. Um, we have all this footage. I don't have to reshoot this movie." <laughs> and so, like every single scene is on a tilt. I don't know what what was happening. Wow, yeah, going on. Now that you say that, it, it's all flooding back to me. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I just ex- like because that is. They just do that all the time. I just kind of accepted it. Just embraced it. Yeah. Usually that's something that like you would do like occasionally (laughs) to like this will signal that something's off, but it it works because it's not that's it's out of the ordinary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, in this case, they were just shooting anything and everything at an angle. (laughs) I don't know what they thought it was doing, but it, it yeah, I it's just one of those things where like this is weird and confusing. I don't know why this is in there. Um, yeah, and I think I definitely agree with you as far as the fight scenes. And um, it really didn't work. There was like a hundred jump cuts. You couldn't even tell that two people were fighting necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was what was going on yeah. um, between the people. Definitely in terms of iconic like Batman action. I, I think this this one fell far short of what Tim Burton was able to to do. Yeah, it, it also felt like that. I mean, Batman gets shot a bunch of times and he just like barely even reacts. And so I never felt like Batman was in much danger. It seemed like his suit was impervious to bullets. Yeah, the villains also usually like to like shoot all their bullets when he wasn't there and then. <laughs> show up and they're needing to reload or something yeah um, but you know appreciate that but so one thing that was markedly different about this movie as we're kind of getting into it is in terms of batman is he is indeed the main character of this movie <laughs> um and the the movie starts out showing him suiting up getting ready to go um it's him from the beginning uh what what did you think about the titular character in this one <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a good decision to make him the main character. Um, But I didn't I wasn't blown away by Val Kilmer here. Um, I mean, I would say that in a movie full of big performances, he's not really going that big. And and maybe that was kind of refreshing compared to the other uh, the other performances. But I don't know. It seems like he's just kind of sleepwalking through a lot of the movie. And uh, I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't feel like his heart was in it. Um, what, what, what about you? Honestly, I really enjoyed his performance. I okay. think he was given a lot of not ideal lines. I think in general, the, the writing wasn't great for this movie. Uh, so I'm thinks that some of the you know some of his dialogue sounded weird but i I don't think it was his performance's fault um and i I do think he definitely as you're saying he kind of suffers from that this movie had like a few very conflicting visions and so he was a very like serious christian bale batman but it's he was in the same movie as some of the most wacky you know jim carrey riddler situation happening so it's it's really hard to have like a super heavy 
intense scene followed up by the Riddler like air humping as he like <laughs> um, explains his maniacal plans. It just undercuts it really hard. So I I think my yeah, favorite think... my favorite version of, of that uh, odd juxtaposition <laughs> was uh, there's a scene where he's with his love interest, uh, whatever her name is. Dr. Meridian, Chase Meridian, Chase Meridian. Um, uh, and he's just kind of, you know, let, telling her about his inner struggle as Batman and his history. And then in the very next scene, it just cuts to uh, to the Riddler and Two-Face pretending to be children out trick-or-treating on Halloween. <laughs> and they say, Twicko tweet, <laughs> like little kids. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it just it's like, how are these two things happening in the same movie? Um, And maybe that's why I thought that his performance was just too, you know, muted just because in in comparison to what the the villains are doing, it's just kind of uh, it's it's just so much smaller. But yeah, I. So. I, I I don't know how much yeah, mo- I think he he was he was he was my favorite performance in a movie yeah full of bad performances I'm gonna say overall I, I, I so think, maybe I think he was my favorite performance as well yeah. <laughs> well maybe with that let's get to let's, some of the other performances yeah. Chase Meridian um, uh, yeah so played so by played Nicole, by Nicole Kidman, Kidman. Kidman who's I think is an excellent actor um, yeah unfortunately yeah. in I, this case her material. Is that, and I guess she portrayed it to a T. Is that she was <laughs> a doctor who just had a thing for Batman. She learned yeah. about him elsewhere, and she was like, "I'm attracted to this man. I'm going to move here and try to seduce Batman." Is her character, yeah. and she she pursues it throughout the movie. And she, she's committed. She knows. Yeah, and that's what she really wants. All of her character. The big thing is she it, ends up deciding that she actually loves bruce wayne all along he's more she decides that yeah I, I don't know that she's like likes the good guy instead of the dark brooding guy even though it's the same guy yeah uh, that's about the extent of her character development that's some serious character you know um <laughs> but it, it's a, a dumb thing where it's like they're trying to make her this like strong woman character because she's a doctor and you know she's you see her. Uh, yeah, she fights see, a little bit. She fights, and you see her practicing on a punching bag earlier. But then, like, yeah, for the most part, she's just absolutely obsessed with Batman. Um, All right, then we have Robin. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, we have Chris O'Donnell. Um, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I, I think there were some times which, again, it just doesn't really make sense. I thought. He had a, did a good job of like evoking like the Burt Ward Robin, where he had some lines that were similar, and I thought his voice sounded just like Burt Ward's in some spot. Unfortunately, that just didn't really make sense with the movie that was happening because Batman wasn't like um, Adam. They weren't the rest. Batman wasn't going for Adam West, so it just didn't make any sense with him talking to him like that. And he had been yeah. talking differently earlier in the movie, uh, so well, what it was did you- confusing. Yeah, he goes from he's like this kind of, I guess, angsty motorcyclist to acting like Burt Ward Robin. <laughs> uh, what did you think about? I I thought this was funny as a kid, and I still kind of thought it was funny. But uh, when they get to the villain's lair, 
And he says, holy rusted metal, Batman. Uh, and then Batman's like, what? And he's like, the metal, it's holy. Um, yeah, what, did you think that was funny? Think, or? Yeah, I guess that was, probably, that was the main line I was referring to. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think it's funny, but it also... It's weird him saying that like I like it's funny, but it's also weird. And I think speaks speaks to like the mixed tones of the movie where I think in the right movie, that's a really funny joke. Um, But unfortunately, they didn't quite like commit to like if maybe if they'd done the movie where the whole movie was Batman 1964, except for Batman. And that was like the joke. I think yeah. that could be could have been I don't know maybe kind of weird but funny but it just wasn't quite like that like there had been too much between him and Robin already and it was like it didn't seem like Robin was saying it ironically so it was just uh, kind of like well you know he weird. just he was observing that the the metal was holy and rusted and yeah what better way to express that than holy rusted metal Batman yeah <laughs> yeah um so overall not not a big robin guy yeah in general also just he's way too old i'm mean, just someone has to say it it's how old is why, he supposed why? to be i mean he's supposed to be young enough for batman to be able to adopt him oh yeah <laughs> so he's like he, 17 yeah he does not look like a person that should be adopted he no. looks like a grown adult that is being taken in by another grown adult and it is very weird because yeah. he's much too old. Like, he just doesn't look like a kid. And that's that's really, it's, yeah. So, yeah, in, that, in this part, his parents die. And so Batman um, feels partially responsible for the parents' death because he wasn't able to stop the villains. And so he wants to take him in out of his guilt. And this kind of sparks the growth for both of them. Um, right. But then, unfortunately, he's an adult man. So that, that really, <laughs> really hurts the case. Yeah. Um, when I, yeah. I guess I'll save that for the themes. Um, that'll be a rich discussion. Uh, right. Let's let's turn to the villains now. Yep. So we have Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face, uh, who isn't given an origin. He is basically he just is Two Face at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and so, what did what did you think of the character, and what did you think of? Mr. Jones's performance. All right. This is going to sound crazy, but uh-huh. I kind of liked his performance and I thought yeah. it was the better. I think going into this and what I had heard from other people is that I feel like people will give him a lot of crap for this movie. Um, and I thought that in a movie where he's kind of going ridiculous and he's up against Jim Carrey that he wasn't, but I actually liked him. He was my favorite villain in, in this movie and I honestly actually enjoyed him. I liked that he didn't have an origin. I liked I liked the concept of like Batman in the middle of, middle of Batmaning. I like it opens up and there's just Two-Face doing Two-Face stuff. It just feels like you're a little more kicking off into the world. You're just in this chaotic city where there's these maniacs going around. And I thought he did a great job of just... He went like 110% <laughs> on crazy. And it honestly worked for me. Uh, this is yeah. just really not going which i yeah again i think i went into this movie feeling biased that i wasn't gonna like his performance and i actually thought it or it worked for me i'm this may surprise you but i'm i'm on the same page when the movie ended (laughs) i initially was like i i thought that he didn't do that good of a job but then i was i was like thinking like oh i actually did enjoy him quite a bit 
And and yeah, I totally agree. I like that he doesn't have an origin. And yeah, he's he's really handing it up, but in a very like high energy, uh, fun way. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't think he had a choice with the dialogue that he was given and, <laughs> and his role in the movie. Um, but I, he honestly like he felt like you know this is a 90s version of a batman 1966 villain uh and i really like those villains um you know they just they start out bad they don't really go anywhere they're you know they're just kind of pure evil there's not a yeah, lot just like an agent of evil and chaos kind yeah. of yeah yeah exactly not, not a lot going and yeah i think i think he was able to really capture that and also like the two different personalities sometimes yeah, yeah. Really. Well, now that now that I say this, I, he he was my favorite performance. He he beats out Val Kilmer for me. All right, that that's fair. I could yeah yeah. Those are definitely the two for me. And then all right, with that, with every good duo, there's a second one in there. <laughs> um, Jim Jim Carrey. How how did you feel about that? Yeah, well, I I really liked him when I was a kid. He, he I think I liked both villains, but I I think he was my my favorite of the two. And he's really the main villain here. I I, I bet that he I mean, I think he might get more screen time. He's certainly driving the plot a lot more. Um Yeah, I don't know. I it it didn't really work for me this time around. I I don't know. Um, I mean, I just felt like it was just Jim Carrey, like being Ace Ventura. Ventura uh, I, you know, I don't know. A, a lot of the lines weren't funny. I mean, maybe I can pull some up. Um, yeah. Well, 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 while you're looking that, I, I definitely, yeah. I, I agree with you. He was honestly my least favorite part about the movie. And again, me as a kid, I really enjoyed his performance. And maybe this is one of those aspects where his type of performance is so over the top and silly that it's something that kids like and just isn't as much for adults. So I'd be curious if like a kid now would still enjoy his performance. But and then that may be what it is. He's just there. He's there for the kids. Um, This movie really made me think like, if I went back and watched any of Jim Carrey's other performances, <laughs> am I going to think yeah. that all of those movies don't hold up? Is that the common ingredient of why? Because yeah, it, it really, it did, it seemed very aged. Uh, it felt like, oh gosh, we have to have another scene of him Jim carrying again. Uh, yeah. It was pretty painful for me. Um, I just, yeah, it just wasn't happening for me. I, it was, it felt so like it took me out of the movie because he was just so over the top in a movie that needed had over the top villains. He was like just drawing attention to himself. It felt like in the Jim Carrey of it all, as opposed to being Riddler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a part early on when, uh, he's just faked his boss's suicide and they're the police are asking him questions about it and it's he's like be being pretending to be sad in the most obvious way and like i mean it's just so obvious that he 
that he yeah, well, you know, yeah set what's this, this up? detective doing yeah <laughs> this man is like yeah he didn't kill him like holding up air quotes in real yeah. life practically the way he's talking <laughs> like, yeah exactly it's insane you're like what is why is this officer not looking into this further what is happening right now yeah um it's just yeah and then yeah there's a bunch of weird this movie kind of comes back to batman returns in terms of the weird sexual overt like sexualness and he's definitely has a bunch of weird air humping yeah. humping and other <laughs> sexual stuff happening which just wasn't wasn't my thing um to, to be yeah. frank i will say there's one part that i thought he was really good in and i think okay. this is what got you as mm. a kid um because you yeah. mentioned before that the scene when he kills the guy had really affected you and i think yeah. There's like a, it's almost like a different character when he all of a sudden, like in the 10 seconds leading up to him pushing out the window, his entire face changes. He all of a sudden, I thought he was legitimately menacing when he went to, to kill his boss and his like whole face got darker. I thought that was legitimately some really good acting in that part in his lines. Just the whole thing shifted. And yeah. That was, I'm if glad I had had that for a whole movie, I think it would have been incredible. Yeah, no, I and I think Jim Carrey could have done that. I don't know exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was partly just the script. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I think he's really menacing there. And it and yeah, he like turns quickly and there's just a point where you're like, you know he's just gonna kill this guy. And yeah, I I I, I understand why I was disturbed by that scene. Yeah. And just you know, imagining being somebody you're like tied to a chair, you were completely at the whim of this crazy person. I think it it is a pretty frightening thing to imagine. Um, I, I I think yeah. So I, I feel pretty good about that yeah. part of my oh, response I, I think, to yeah. the movie as a kid. <laughs> I, I think you definitely that was a totally legitimate response. I was I think you were you were you were redeemed. I was flipping it beforehand, <laughs> but I totally in the moment I was like I get it. I see, yeah. see why. That happened. Um, yeah, Thank it feels you. like part of it, you just got to give it a chalk it up to direction and writing. It feels like they were like, insert Jim Carreying here. Yeah. As like, he the must direction. have done some ad libbing here. Like, yeah, it felt like that. Um, yeah. It really, really stood out to, to say the yeah. least. Did not deal I, with the movie. I do. I was reading a little bit and I, I do feel kind of bad for Jim Carrey because apparently. Tommy Lee Jones was just not nice to him. Um, and uh, and I, I mean, I kind of understand where Tommy Lee Jones was coming from based on the performance that we got from Jim Carrey. But he apparently said to Jim Carrey, I hate you. I really don't like you. I cannot sanction your buffoonery. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's a, yeah. That's I mean, can't believe not that someone wrong. actually said that, but yeah. yeah, that sounds per that's like the perfect thing to say to Jim Carrey. Yeah. But yeah, man, that's that's pretty brutal though. Yeah. And in like I feel like in Jim Carrey's defense, I feel like there was a period there when he was so hot and everyone yeah. just was asking him to do the same type of role. And I think he is someone that has more range than that, yeah. but in his high-profile roles, they were all asking him for the same thing. So it's not like I'm saying, I think he could have brought a better performance. I, I don't think it's his fault. Um, um, fortunately, it's what they asked him to do, and he, he, went, he did it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Well, 
I think, right. I, well, I, one other thing I wanted to say about the performances, mm-hmm. and this is oh. kind of a through line with the Burtons. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so there is a lot of just care, terrible side character acting. It's- and right off the bat, there's this like security guard who is, uh, he's like trapped um, in this thing that is filling up with acid. And I mean, he says to Batman, he's like, it's boiling acid. Like, I don't even know if I can fully do justice to the way he yeah, said, but he like, it's tough. It's the, the full quote. I wrote this down. Okay. Okay. Oh great. no, it's <laughs> boiling acid. <laughs> yeah. I don't even He like, really draws yeah. out the oil. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. It's, I don't know what, where they were looking for these, character actors what, to get what them. could have been going through Val Kilmer's head when he's <laughs> acting alongside this guy yeah it's it's atrocious I don't know how the Batman movies can consistently find the worst possible character <laughs> actors to just really take you out of the movie um, yeah that's I it's impressive and, and the, atrocious yeah were there any other side character performances that stood out to you that, that was, i i think they were all really bad that was the one that <laughs> i actually wrote a line down for um, <laughs> they were yeah they were it was over overacted on a lot of those um i think that's all that i have there um me just talking about it, i think we both like this one as kids why why do you think it is that this movie didn't necessarily hold up to us as well like what about this movie do you think would like be appealing to kids as opposed to adults yeah that's a good question um you know i think i think as a kid you uh, i was just much more willing to like whatever performance the actor was giving i just kind of accepted that as Mm -hmm. this is how you play that character um and and i also think that um yeah, I, I mean, we didn't really have like a, a different model at this. Like the, the Nolan ones hadn't come out. Um, and so maybe it also just was like n- not knowing how else you could do it. Um, and, and I also, you know, I mean, as a kid, you're I think like you're a lot of times drawn to these like really broad characters and performances. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe as a kid i just thought like jim carrey is goofy like yeah, i like i like buffoonery that really yeah. works for a kid i think yeah it, it makes it a lot better and then i think some of the other things i think as a kid um there's a lot of plot issues in this movie we haven't really talked <laughs> about it but the plot the problem with this is it makes no sense and there's mm-hmm. it's it's just does yeah it's just rough and a lot of the character motivations and that type of stuff doesn't doesn't work but as a kid you're just not like that that stuff's gonna work over you and i think one of the things that we kind of talked about uh, after watching this is i think this movie's edited really well i think despite me not enjoying the movie and thinking it was bad i think it flows really well from scene to scene and it keeps you moving and it even though i didn't like it it kept my attention the whole time and i think it's a real testament to the editing and i think because of that for a kid watching, you're not going to notice the that the two scenes that just happened back to back didn't connect at all, but it flows really well. And so you're going to be able to just watch and it will keep your attention. And I, I think that's a big reason 
as yeah. well. Yeah, they do fit a lot of action scenes in and they they slow things down when they need to, you know, just to prevent you from being completely overwhelmed. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. And I, I guess, yeah, maybe as a kid, it's just like action is cool. Like it's, you're not like, Oh, they could have choreographed that fight better or <laughs> they could have shot it. in a less confusing way. It's like, these guys are, are, you know, punching each other. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. You uh, haven't, as a kid, you haven't thought about like, that there's a person behind the camera filming this and making creative decisions. You're just, it's just what it is. And that's right. what you get. And you haven't like, it's not until I, I don't know when it was in my life that I finally like was able to really, I think it's just, there's this certain, I think that it's like a real thing where like until a certain age, you're, it's like your, it's like brain development in terms of being able to like separate the reality and fiction more clearly. And yeah. I think, at that time when that hasn't happened you just kind of accept it and then but then when you're older and then you can like really think about it as a thing that someone went over and made um but so i think yeah when you don't have that it helps to enjoy something like this a lot more yeah and i i I mean i love it when i can watch a movie just without thinking about it as a movie and just kind of not thinking at the time about the creative choice like afterwards i enjoy Mm -hmm analyzing it and um you know but but i think it's much easier to to get taken out of the movie and to start thinking about those creative choices while you're watching it once you reach a certain age um so uh let's since we are adults now um (laughs) let's uh, maybe uh do a little uh nitpicking or i, oh, I mean yeah. some of my things are are bigger than nitpicks, <laughs> just I would actual say. full full picks if you will. yeah full, full picks um, <laughs> um yeah do you want to yeah. get us started off yeah Paul? let's let's jump into it uh the first note i have um was flirting on the job the opening scene okay. there's the bank robberies happening and batman meets up with chase and the commissioner outside of the bank and he needs to get an update on the situation and what does Chase do? It's like a serious thing. There's people with guns, and all she can do is hit on Batman. <laughs> She's like the least professional person in the world. She doesn't even tell him anything about the job at hand. All she does is try to seduce Batman. It's their first time ever meeting. It's super weird. All right, there we go. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go out of order a little bit then and just stick to nitpicks related to Chase Meridian. Um, so Bruce Wayne... Uh, asks her mm-hmm. out on a date. They they go to this uh, performance by the Grayson family together, and on this first date, uh, he is he's talking about oh you know we both enjoy climbing. Maybe we could go climbing together. Um, you know, smart like naturally finding a way to uh, initiate a second date. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tells him that she's met someone. Why would why would she agree to go on a first date? uh with batman if she's or with bruce wayne if she's already she's she's not in, at all interested in a second date that's nit you know nitpick number one i mean n- mm-hmm. not the you know people sometimes do that but yeah, then sure. nitpick number two <laughs> is then they just are seen on another date uh in a future scene and there's no explanation whatsoever given as to why that happened um yeah, presumably part- she changed her mind but yeah, it genuinely confused me. I thought I had missed something because yeah. the last thing we'd had between these two scenes is that she was dating someone. 
and then they're just on yeah. another there's another scene and then they're on a date <laughs> it makes me think that like there was a supposed to there was definitely other scenes in there that were cut for time yeah. and they were just like screw it they won't notice <laughs> Yeah, well, I, so I was disappointed that we don't get the song uh, Kiss from a Rose in the mm-hmm. actual movie. We only hear it in the closing credits. And I was, yeah. I was disappointed to see a watch. Yeah, <laughs> there was a, apparently a love scene between Meridian and Wayne in which that song was played that they cut out. So uh, we at least know that, that yeah. there was that they, one scene. They, they killed the it. seal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay, if you if you will permit me an, another nitpick, Let's keep keep it rolling. Um, so she so Meridian asks Batman to come meet her at her place at midnight, um, and you, you you know if you're doing that, you're like okay, like we kind of know where this is mm-hmm. going to go. Um, and then he gets there, and she tells him that she's met someone. Um, so I I guess it's a nice callback to that previous. To, to her doing that to Bruce Wayne. Um, but like she had already, she was already starting to fall for Bruce at the point that at which she asked Batman to come see her. So I feel like she's really leading Batman on. It's a little, it's a little, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a little cruel, I would say. Yeah. It's um, very true. All right. The first thing I had written down, um, the movie opens with like Batman, gearing up and getting ready to go i thought it just as like an opening it was just kind of slow um so oh, yeah. really <laughs> a nitpick more like um, i was just like what why is this um happening we could have just had batman show up at the scene i didn't like yeah i need to see him throwing the equipment you know i did like the slide the slide was cool i like the slide i think i think the slide justifies it for me you're right i think they could have shortened it all right and the slide we trust all right so that that was kind of a lame one all right here's here's a real (laughs) here's like the most nitty of picks okay all right let's i i've been doing kind of like actual just things i don't like about the movie i got to get back into the right mindset um all right full full nitpick it's back to we're in this oh no it's boiling acid situation (laughs) with the bank guy all right and so the whole thing is is that batman and this bank guy they're in this safe the safe is flipped on its side so it's like vertical up and down and there's acid at the bottom that's rising okay right yeah and then what happens is they're able to get out of the top Mm -hmm. of the boiling acid right and then Mm -hmm. um or at least batman is and then he's able to do a maneuver with his grappling hook to get it slid <laughs> back into place where it originally was in the bank. However, the acid should have been there and it should have, in that motion, disintegrated the bank dude. And like when the thing went to the right level, would it have, like, the acid over? would have then gone to the main part of the bottom where he was, would then be standing because that's right. the right way it's facing. However, there's just zero acid in this bank vault when it shows it open there. So I don't know where it went, um, but Batman not only sent it to the bank, he also managed to make the main thread of it also just wasn't there anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I noticed that the acid was gone and I thought that was weird, but yeah, the acid would have like fallen. It would have spilled onto that guy. Yeah, It would have just sprayed all over him in the commotion of it flipping yeah. into place. <laughs> That would have been hilarious if it opens up and he's just like disintegrating. A skeleton. Yeah, so just in yeah. Just excruciating pain. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Missed opportunity. Um, yep. Okay. So my next one, it's kind of a question and maybe there's an answer yeah. to this, but right, um, I'm ready. Yeah. So Edward Nigma is, he's working on television stuff at Wayne mm-hmm. enterprises. I, I didn't know that they had a, a television department. Um, and I, it seems, seems a little at odds with what I thought Wayne enterprises does, but then I was like, Oh, do I even have any idea what Wayne enterprises, uh, they, they, do, so... they do business, Sam. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're masters of business <laughs> and such. Yeah. So maybe this is just a, a critique of the the entire... Fr- like, is it ever made clear what Wayne Enterprises is up to? And I feel like in the Nolan ones, too, they're very fast and loose with what Wayne Enterprises can do. I, yeah, it's not not exactly clear. But he seems to be in some kooky invention d- department yeah. <laughs> yeah. villain villain generation factory. <laughs> i mean you know batman he would face an existential crisis if there were no villains so uh, yeah you gotta yeah. gotta generate them in your wacky villain um wacky inventor workshop yeah. area um yeah all right. um let's see my next one all right um, and maybe this is something that could be explained by when this is made. I feel like the answer is no, but um, Riddler is he's getting into scrapbooking, right? He's sending these messages to Batman with little letters cut out doing the classic Riddler thing. But the movie clearly shows him using his bare hands to grab these pieces of um, clippings that he has to make his things. His fingerprints mm-hmm. are clearly all over this. <laughs> <laughs> this is came out in the nineties. They, they definitely should have been able to dust this for fingerprints and figure <laughs> and it Batman's out. Batman's supposed yeah. to be a good detective too. So yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah, I'm not going to waste my time with these riddles. Let's just, <laughs> let's just check for fingerprints. Yeah. Like, I guess you could say that Edward Nigma didn't have a crime history. So maybe his fingerprints weren't on record, but it seems like, he would be one of the first people you'd want to like investigate yeah. <laughs> for this as like, um, and they also, his fingerprints were all over everything in the time when he murdered the person. I don't know. They, they're definitely, well, I'm sure there were some missing scenes of him, like, uh, wiping, you know, dusting or what, what do you do? Wiping yeah, the you fingerprints, dust for off? fingerprints. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, him going back and wiping them I, off. I think, yep. he, I think he wiped them up afterwards. <laughs> okay, or maybe there was a scene where they, they get the fingerprints and they're like, oh, we don't have uh, anyone who matches on file. I'm like, oh, well, that was a dead end. I'll, I'll now just try to work on the riddles. Yeah, unfortunately, I already figured out that on in this movie, though, in the crime scene of the one guy that died, they would have found uh-huh. his fingerprints on the equipment. So they oh. would have seen that those two fingerprints were the same. That seems like a pretty <laughs> even, big yeah. clue. Even if it <laughs> even if it didn't say it was a specific person, they would see the finger. These fingerprints are matching, and then they would want to investigate that further because they're related. Who was that one guy who was giving really <laughs> weird answers to our questions? <laughs> yeah. Maybe either his. Maybe we should uh, check his yeah, fingerprints. Check him out. Well, okay. On on that, I mean, so wh- why does he, like? What is going on with with Edward Nigba? He's obsessed with Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne uh, doesn't respond the way that he wants, and then he, right after that, he kills somebody, and he starts his own company. Like, 
I, I mean, do you think that he just like he clearly had problems? And this was. Do you think this was just like? It seems like. I guess in the first scene, he doesn't seem like somebody who is just ready to murder somebody. Um, or like, be a person ready to run a successful business venture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nor at it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, and, and well, okay. I guess maybe that the, this was one of my nitpicks. Maybe I'll just just go to that. Like, he rises very quick. Like, I mean, it, it, I don't know. Maybe in a couple days, like he is, he's set up. Uh, I don't know if it was a corporation or an LLC, and he's got tons of investment. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know what, where he's gotten all these funds. Um, maybe, maybe Two Face was funding him. Or um, it's, it's on the stock exchange. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. It has an IPO. It's they, shares are public. more valuable than the Wayne Company shares. Are oh right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess um, it's it's unclear uh, how he. It's a it's a meteoric rise. I'll just say that. Yeah. Also, he does the classic villain thing of just being an exceedingly successful business person and he could just stick with that and be a very <laughs> yeah. like the most successful person in the world but <laughs> he wants been, to like... be the most intelligent person in the world paul he, yeah, wants to be a yeah, God. Right. he needs to stop do some bad things to batman it's like yeah yeah um the classic thing of hey why don't you just put all your energy towards your successful business <laughs> venture <laughs> instead of right. like 20 percent that's still enough to make this an incredibly successful thing where you're also being a bad guy on the side in, um, in two years uh austin powers would would make fun of that exactly really, do you remember when like they oh, make yeah. more money through their legitimate businesses <laughs> yeah. than they can make by threatening the world uh, exactly all right here's here's a very small nitpick that just i don't know why this was in here there's a scene i can't remember even who it was anymore um but someone pulls the mustache hair from someone. I think it might be Alfred's mustache. And oh, there's yeah, a very distinct, is. like, twing, <laughs> like noise. <laughs> this is like the most cartoonish sound effect ever. Why was that in this movie? Um, it just yeah. t- took me out. And I think it just, again, speaks to, is this movie Batman 1966? Or is it a serious Batman movie where Batman's going through like serious uh, emotional trauma repressed memories from his childhood (laughs) yeah what what movie is this happening right now it's schrodinger's bat yeah and then all right next nitpick um all right here's and maybe this is a problem that's not really resolved until the nolan ones in terms of batman but he has the same problem Mm -hmm. that i had of the burton ones where Batman's personality and Bruce Wayne's personality is the same personality. He has no like alter ego Bruce Wayne aspect, which I just again thinks really undercuts the character of Batman when he just acts the same as both. Also, how did Chase Meridian not tell who is who when he acts the exact same as both of them? Yeah, and from the voice too. Yeah. Yeah, he does do a slightly different voice. He he, he is doing a little bit of a Batman voice. It, it, it's a bit like the the Christian Bale voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel like you could still tell. Yeah, you, you definitely could, especially yeah. All right, what's your next nitpick? I'm I'm I might be out of them. All I right, sweet you went you went hot and heavy to start. I'll finish this off. Yeah, All right, next nitpick. The Batman the bat. So Bruce Wayne goes into Chase Meridian's office. 
and there's this painting or whatever on the side and he's like oh look at that bat and she's like oh that's just a rorschach test you're just seeing the bat <laughs> it is just clearly a bat <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a pretty bad rorschach Any, test. yeah anyone who looked at that image would say that is a bat it is just definitively has very a lot of details it's clearly a bat. <laughs> yeah. all right here we go next one all right man all right i just read one that said people are really into the box i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> do you remember any boxes in this movie <laughs> is, are you talking about the the tv the the thing that riddler oh yeah <laughs> that that is what it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> well why is everyone obsessed with this brainwashing machine <laughs> yeah it's like clearly not good for you like they originally at the beginning say like oh i don't think consumers like would they would have to there'd be too many questions about this product well these consumers ask zero questions about this product <laughs> and buy it immediately um, well maybe i mean yeah why they bought it in the first place is uh mm -hmm. but but maybe it's you know you know like you you spend time on your phone you know just scrolling through social media or whatever um and you're you're like i'm not really enjoying this but i'm like i'm getting some something out of it and so you, you like keep going for a while and you feel bad about it but then you keep going back and, to it and in this case they had to b actively buy the product and social media it's like you know you already own a phone so you get it on your yeah. phone or whatever you can be a lot more passive in getting it in this case they had to go out and buy this box <laughs> thing <laughs> yeah maybe maybe it's i'm really there's nothing in the movie to support this, but you know, maybe it's like a keeping up with the Joneses thing. It's like once your your neighbor gets it, it's like, well, you gotta have yep. the latest and greatest thing. All right, fair enough. All right, here's here's my next next nitpick. Uh, Bruce Wayne being a genius in this movie. Um, it's really not an aspect of his personality for most of the time, and then every now and then he breaks into like a 1966 <laughs> Batman esque deduction thing just out of immediately nowhere figures out the riddle and solves solves the problem immediately and he acts like oh it's obvious like and it just yeah. feels very out of place with his character at any other part in the movie all right i'm gonna give a positive one on here okay. in this nitpick section i'm gonna break it up um bruce wayne coming through the sky like the skylight window um mm -hmm. thing in the part i think it's the party um yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's the party. That's is really really cool looking. Like with seeing the glass coming down and him floating down and landing in the top of the fountain. I I thought that part just visually looked amazing. Um, yeah, it was probably my favorite like visual of the movie. And then I actually had two good things to say at the end. Okay. of my nitpicks. I thought the thing when they turned the bat symbol into a question mark was really cool and a great idea in the sky. Yeah. Um, I thought that was awesome. And then I like that Batman defeated Two-Face with a bunch of quarters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was a very great and clever and funny way of beating him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So well, that that actually reminds me of a nitpick that I had. So Two-Face, you know, he uses his coin to decide whether he's gonna kill someone or let them live. Mm -hmm. And he really wants to kill uh batman i think it is uh at the end and he like he flips his coin and it lands on is it tails you're you get to live or heads it's heads you get to live you keep your head yeah <laughs> right 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 um 
it lands on heads. He's not satisfied with that result, so he just keeps flipping his coin. And I feel like I feel like you're not really uh, trusting the coin if you just keep flipping it until it gives you the the outcome you want. Uh, yeah, serious lack of dis- of respect for the coin. Yeah, point, Mister Two Face. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other fi- closing thoughts? Um, yeah, I thought this movie was a total <laughs> mess of a movie. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I I guess um, I thought it was kind of interesting thinking about where it's gonna go. I feel like in this movie, there's, I mean, and they don't develop it well, but they try to have this conflict between being Batman and being Bruce Wayne. You know, cho- choosing choosing love versus choosing duty or something. Uh, it seems like at, at in this uh, iteration of Batman, there's like no question about whether what Batman, what he does as Batman is a good thing. Um, and yeah. it kind of, it's kind of, I mean, it reminds me of the 66 Batman. Um, and so, yeah, like given that in the, the subsequent ones, the, the Nolan ones, they deal with that so much. It, it's kind of jarring that this movie that, you know, is less than 10 years before or is it exactly 10 years before the first Nolan? Either way, there's just, it's just like, yeah, obviously Batman, you know, is a good guy and it's, you know, great that we have him, you know, to fight crime. Um, yeah. Yeah. The him and the police are all, all good with each other. Yeah. All on the same side. I, they should have just thrown in like a support your local police uh, <laughs> line like they had. Exactly. In 66 Batman. <laughs> but yeah, no, no one questions. Yeah, the vigilanteism of it all in yeah. this movie. And he, and Other he's than, not I guess, Batman himself. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really, it's just like he just doesn't want to do it because he's, you know, thinking about himself. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have any final thoughts, Paul? I, I, think, I think that's all I have. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. This has been... Another episode of our Bat-tacular Bat-Bat series. <laughs> um, please, um, yeah, like and subscribe and follow and do whatever you do on the podcast that you listen to our episode on. Uh, you can reach out to us at uh, Movies with Heart on Twitter or re- um, contact us at MoviesFullOfHeart um, at gmail.com. And with that, thanks for listening. <laughs>